Hello and welcome to the Super Six podcast with me, Laura Woods, and him, Bio Akinfenwa. Hi, mate. Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, LW? You good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I feel like I haven't seen you for ages. It's been a while, you know. I know. So much has happened to you yeah. since I last saw you. Tell I was going to throw it. I was going to throw it to you, but I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, nah. Um, yesterday got my first championship start at the age of 38 so let me just put this out there people don't let anybody tell you it's ever too late to achieve a dream I tell you that now I made my first start for Wickham we got our first point and I was honoured enough to captain the team so yeah man um, it was good I am telling you right now I am certified finished I am (laughs) stiff.com I need a massage I need the whole works it should be illegal to feel this way after a game but anyway, we got a point, so it was worth it. So yeah, man, um, and it was good. Good night. I know you're going to be tired, but I can notice already you've got that big smile on your face. It's like, and oh, look, I can see it in your face. You're just so proud. No, it is, it is. Personally, I mean, for myself, it took 20 years to get to this point. And then, of course, we got promoted last season and then I had the operation. So that kind of, I couldn't play. So I was out for 12 weeks. And then yesterday was the first time for me to start. And of course, we started, mm. we actually started the way we wanted to. So we got our first point, which well, I guess is always the hardest point, And it was Watford. Um, what a team to do it again. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? And I ain't going to lie. Anybody that watched the game, it was live on Sky. Anybody that watched the game, Foster was man of the match. So that kind of showed that we took them all the way. Listen, Ben, let me just put this out there. Your top guy, yeah. But I'm hating on you because he was magnificent. We were talking throughout the game. like, And this is why I know he's so comfortable at what he is, where he is in his career. because And, and myself, because we were talking throughout the game. I was like, he was giving me hope. Like I had a shot and it's like he looked at me and he was like, oh yeah, this is beat me. Then he's like, nope. And he just caught it and <laughs> saved. You know, he was just, and I was telling him throughout the game, I was like, bro, you're giving me hope just to take it away. He was moving like a cat. Diving, ah, <laughs> oh, listen... Uh, like afterwards, we swapped we swap shirts as well. So to be fair, he gave me his man of the match shirt and I give him mine. So listen, salute to him, but I'm hating on him. I'm not a massive fan of him after last night, but still top goalie. Listen, he's probably the best goalie in the league. I'm just loving the fact that he was giving you the eyes and like giving you hope and you're like, oh, I've got this one. And then he's like, ah, just joking. Do you know, that was the, <laughs> listen, there was two chances I had and it was like, like I did a little move and anybody who knows me knows I don't really shoot outside the box. So I kind of curled it. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, Rod, this is in. And like really, truly, he could have just shuffled and caught it in midair and looked at me. But he kind of paused, looked and then said, nah, big man. And then just dived, caught it, rolled on it. And as he ran past me, I'm like, oh, he's like, sorry, big man. And he just ran. But <laughs> that's where it is. Like I, for me... I rate him. I love that in the sense of the game where, not that he's not taking it serious, in the sense where it was just, he was comfortable in what he was um, and he was just top, 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 top level goalie. So salute to you, but I'm still hating you, Ben. I just love these conversations that you have on the football pitch. I never hear about them. I've heard about you having a conversation with someone. Do you remember when you got absolutely peppered? What was that scoreline when we spoke about the biggest scoreline that you've ever been involved in that you oh, were yeah, yeah. the we wrong end of? 8-0. Eight, eight so 8-2 yeah. on aggregate, I think it was. And that's when I was talking with the centre-half on that the line. Um, nothing to do, both there's of just, you. Nah, we're just there. Like, <laughs> like, you talk, like, for me, I'm a talker. Like, anybody that knows I'm a talker, yeah. so even to the centre-half, and I'm talking to them, I'm like, you boys want to smoke? And they'll turn around and be like, some of them are just serious, you know, like, oh, who's the centre-half? Kafka. 
I think mm. Kafka, I think he is, plays for Watford. Mm. Like he, I was trying to joke with him, like, like it must have been 65 minutes and I was tired and I was like, hug me. And he was just serious. So I was like, oh, so you're one of them ones, isn't it? So then I just went, oh. so I was like, oh, so you don't want the smoke then. So if you if you don't give me nothing back, I need to be like, oh, so we can't laugh and joke. Are oh, you one of them ones? All right, so then I was just giving it to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, so you don't want to smoke. You don't want to smoke. Did he break eventually? No, nah, man, he was serious. <laughs> Even though I went off, he was like, oh. I was like, right, cool. And I rolled off at him. So he, he didn't break at all. He was, <laughs> he was focused. I guess his manager don't like him smiling in games. Well, look, can I just say a massive congratulations? I know you waited a long time for this, as you just said. And even the start of the season must have felt like a long way until you finally got your opportunity. So, yeah. uh, congratulations, Bio, officially championship player. <sighs> Thank Amazing. you, OW. All right, now, nah, cool. That's me out here. So, let me throw. What's, what's your world been like? Uh, my world, you know, just a normal. I've been busy. I've been all over the place. I'm going to be a judge on the Sports Women of the Year Award. I see that. I'm I see that. Congratulations. That. Tell me more about that because I don't really know about that. So, Stumper the Times, I've presented the last couple and I think I'm probably going to present it again this year and it'll be like a different kind of award ceremony obviously because of COVID but we go through the packs and we get to vote for a certain amount of people and the public get to vote for a certain uh, different amount of people so basically it's kind of like in categories you know that sort of thing yeah yeah sportswomen disability sportswomen grassroots there's just some really really amazing categories and some amazing women my favourite part about it actually is just sitting there and reading through we get like a compiled list of all the candidates and we just get to go through and learn about each of them and I can't really, what I don't want to do is give anything away because I don't think I can say who I voted for. I already have voted, by the way. Why um, can't you say, is it like under an embargo and them things there? Yes. I uh, say nothing. All right, cool. Don't say nothing then. Tell me afterwards, though. Tell me yeah. off air. Yeah. I will. I'll tell you off air because I think I've got the winner, but we'll see. Anyway, um, should I tell you what's coming up on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, cool. Right, got a couple of games coming up. So uh, basically, stay with us to find exactly what those games are between you and I. Got our usual Super Six fixtures we're going to go through for round 10. Round 10? Round 10 already? Round 10. Jeez. Amazing, isn't it? You could be with a chance of winning £250,000 as well. So stay tuned. And as always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Super Six. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, hashtag Super Six Podcast. So I'm just going to put it out there that perhaps when you come on this podcast, good things happen to you rather than bad things. You know, like, I don't think I have that curse. No, no, no. Look, look LW, you my girl, mm. a bag of pearls. But I'm going to have to let you know, yeah, when you come on here, there's, there's this forces that go. You know what I'm saying? Good and bad forces. Unfortunately, you got this bad force. <laughs> but my goodness, be fighting it. So, like, when you come on here, be prepared to be fighting that. So... Mikel Antonio mm-hmm. came on, first game, they were 3-0 down, he got substituted, they made it 3-3. That was the LW curse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was the LW curse. And then, then of course, my good energy mm-hmm. made him, against City, score the wonder goal. Awesome. I don't want to put it on me. I don't want to say it was me because I didn't have anything to do with the goal per se, but the energy, you know what I'm saying, on the ambiance in the sky... What a goal. It was special. Oh, it? it was. But listen, he said he was going to do the celebration. We're going to have to chastise him for that, you know. It's almost like he's forgotten about us already. I, I don't like that, you know. No, I don't. I, that, that's big time. Considering you got him to where he was in terms of scoring that goal. Thank you. Like, listen, like I said, I don't want to toot my own horn, mm. but toot toot. You know what I mean? And then he just goes and forgets us like that. I, I, can, I can understand why he forgot you. Because, you know what I'm saying, like, you hear me? But anyway, and you know, we, we was talking about, look, you know what? Should he get a call up? 
his form since he's come back in, you know, him saying that he likes playing up front. And to be fair, the goal was, it was special. It was very decent, It was special. It? It very was special. Decent. What's I, happening at West Ham at the moment? Because at the beginning of the season, we were worried about them and it was quite vocal as well. People in the media, ex-players, fan base as well, yeah. frustrated, angry. All of a sudden, looking the, the real deal. Yeah, man. I'm even going to lie. I am worried. We got them next. Mm. When I say we, I say Liverpool. Yes, it's we. And we got them next. And listen, we're struggling in injuries at the moment. The young boys coming in. Uh, Reece, Reece Williams. Reese Williams. Mm. Um, to be fair, good prospect and that. But I think Antonio would be looking and thinking, you know what, he's the one I'm going to go and play on. Um, not that much experience with him and Gomez. Mm. Don't know about if Matip's back. But um, yeah, man, West Ham are... They're finding form, they've got confidence and maybe the fans not being there has allowed them the time to find their feet. You know, their fans, listen, they're, they're unforgiving. Um, so maybe just the process now. But yeah, to be fair, they're looking a the real deal. If you're Reese Williams, right, just going to your team, Liverpool, and you basically play... I've watched him play in a cup game, the Carabao Cup game against Arsenal. So I've seen him play in different competitions, not in the Premier League, obviously. Before he gets his start in the Premier League, he's playing in the Champions League. I got told a stat, and don't quote me if it's wrong. I heard last season he was on loan at Kidderminster. Yeah, he was. That, so in a year, he's gone from playing in the conference mm. to coming on in the Champions League. See, now, they're the wonder stories of football. Yeah. I did that, you, you know, literally, you cannot... There would have been no way under the sun on his wildest dreams, he would have said he would have gone from that to that. And that's what football does. You know, it's wonderful. But I, I've always said this, I said this yesterday, when one door closes, another door opens for another player. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get thrust into the deep end and it's a sink or swim. But... Look, he's got a real great manager with him. He's got experienced players. Hopefully, Hendo's back. So, hopefully, you know what? He hits the ground running. Um, but listen, it's it's a great education for him anyway. But Champions League from conference, boy, you couldn't even write that. Jurgen Klopp said it's a bit like a marriage. Sometimes like it's good and sometimes it's less good. And he's talking about injuries in football. Is that how you describe it? No, 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 no. Ain't no marriage out there, eh? it's just bad. Like, it's just bad. No, listen, it's part of football. But you know what the thing is? It's a domino effect. You know, sometimes you can go where you have no injuries and you're like, this is this is cool. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa. When one domino falls, it just continues to hit. And that's just, listen, they say it's their luck, but sometimes it's, it's just the way life goes sort of thing. Injuries are part of past, but... It's a domino effect and it's just hitting where you're just like, what the hell? Like, mm. did we just step on a black cat or break a class when you're just talking about, right, bad luck's following us. But it is part of past football. So I went to Molyneux and I did Wolves against Newcastle. And for about 80 minutes, I don't think I'm going to offend either fan base when I say it was probably one of the most boring games I've sat through. Swear, it was, it was that bad. I didn't it catch was, it. It was it, bad. It was, a, it was really, it was devoid of a lot of entertainment for okay. the early parts. And all of a sudden, an amazing Jimenez goal from outside the box. It's something like two thirds of his goals in the Premier League have been in the second half. It kind of like takes a while to kind of warm up. Yeah, yeah, goals. I get that. I and, get that. And Wolves in general sort of are performing in the second half as well. So you kind of were like, actually, you know what? This is true to form with, with Wolves. Scoring the second half, probably going to go on and win it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Newcastle scored a free kick and it sort of like bent round, bent round the wall and into the goal. And Nuno's the next goalie, isn't he? Yeah. So in his post-match interview, Nuno's genuinely... <laughs> 
I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before, but he's my favourite manager. I haven't heard that, but I, I, I hear that now. I love him. I, ju- I just think he's amazing. Over Klopp, yeah? Yeah. I wrote a note. Oh, yeah. Be easy or squeezy, you know. Klopp's my guy. I forgot about me and Klopp's Yeah, you know. No, no, no. To be fair, stay away. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah. Stay away from my guy Klopp. Stay with Nuno. Yeah, stay with him. Stay with him. Stay with him. Stay with him. I wrote an article about him last year and it was like, doing that research I already had like a bit of a fascination with him anyway because I find him he's quite um, stoic in his kind of manner and I remember I called the, the the Wolves players disciples and I've heard that before about the way that he kind of has them drilled and, and keeps them all content and happy and I once did a post-match interview with him and when he came up um, it was for radio and it was at Old Trafford. They just played at um, Manchester United and he came up into the stands and my producer had gone somewhere so I was on my own and he came to do a live interview. And I swear I was like chatting away on radio, yeah. having just done that game. It was a 5.30 kickoff, so it was cold. All the fans were out of the stadium. And as he's like climbing up these steps, I'm like panicking more and more as he's getting closer to me because I don't have like the producer there. So I'm just hoping that the microphones are all working. Anyway, he picks up the first microphone, takes it to his lips, starts talking nothing. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Nuno, come to the next microphone, comes the next one not working. Come to the next three of them not working. And I'm like, literally, this is live. Nuno's standing there, the press officer's standing there, everyone's staring at me and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So anyway, I'm wearing like one of these microphones that's, like I call it a Britney mic, so you know, like it's kind of attached to the your headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bends yeah. down, sits in front like of your mouth. Like a single one. Like exactly, a single, yeah. yeah, yeah I got you. Already attached to the headset. You can bend it, right, left and right. So I was like, no, no, you're just going to have to share mine. So genuinely, the whole interview, we were like this close to each other. I had to bend the microphone to get to him when he was speaking and then bend it back when I asked a question. Yeah. And he did the whole interview and he and he didn't bat an eyelid. And it was like, genuinely, he must have, someone's taken a photo of it, right? The, the Wolves press of us, did, I'll show it to you, took a photo of it. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm going to thought the question I get at that is, like, after a game, him on the touchline jumping up and down, how did he smell? Do you know what? I've never got that close to him. What are you talking about? You're sharing a mic. But I can't really remember, because we were outside, so I can't really... I'm pro- I'm just gonna say you smelled delightful because yeah. it works. Yeah. Did you have? Did you uh, put some perfume on? Oh, there? of course. I oh, say nothing. Yeah, That's what I, I took do, from I that. But I rate that though. You know what? I rate- How did they get on though? Did they? What did I they? It was a draw that day. Okay. So it was. Uh, it was. I'm sure it was a draw. I, I rate that. You know because you know some people are very can be. Oh, yeah. Just that and that. And for him to go on up, I rate that. So me too. I like him anyway. I, me, I do. I like too. him. He's passionate. Yeah. So I salute Nuno. My um, respect levels for him just elevated even higher if I didn't already think he was the best thing in football but post-match at the weekend it wasn't quite the same the way that they conceded obviously you'd be quite angry at that but post-match I was like oh no like because what you don't want to do post-match is you have to do it every week you have to do it one of them's not going to be very happy yeah and I just didn't I just didn't want him to be the unhappy one but he was unhappy and it was one of those things where you get in and out as quickly as you can yeah. try and keep your head um, as in like don't get it taken clean off don't ask a stupid question and I was like okay thank you see you later no, no, but I yeah. thank you very much. Like, you didn't remember him and say, remember our little time at Old Trafford? No, he wasn't. He was didn't, mad. Yeah. It didn't feel like the right nah, time. No, I say no. I was like, no, no, remember, remember this photo. Remember us, remember us, remember us. Remember ah, was... Forget about the drop point. Ah. Look, look, do you remember this? It was cold that day, wasn't it? He was sharp to me, but I think I did see it. He wasn't, he weren't happy. He no. said you shouldn't get beat around that side of the wall. I did, yeah, he weren't happy. He wasn't. So you saw the post match then? I see it. Every time you're on, I try and catch you, LW. Hey. Come on now. Predict six correct scores on Super 6 this week for a chance to win £250,000. Download the app and play by 3pm on Saturday. Head to skysports.com forward slash Super 6 for more details. 
So it is the return of the Super 60 Second Challenge, where we are given a chosen topic to discuss and argue it. We're not in charge of these topics. I was just about... Hey, LW, I was just about to jump in on there, yeah? Mm. We're not in charge. We are given these topics. So when you lot want to jump on us <laughs> on social media and say, nya, 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 we are talking... Off of what we was given. I'm just throwing that out there, yeah? yeah? It's a challenge, right? That's why it's 60 seconds. Love challenge, that, LW. Right? So here we go. Unfortunately, my challenge this week, it's going to be difficult, but I'll do it. But I've got a good one in there as well. Um, basically, I've got 60 seconds on the clock. No pauses, no hesitations. If it's too long, then we just <laughs> cut it there. Right, cool. And then, I don't know, I guess one of us is just the winner. All right, cool, cool. Who's okay. going first? I tell you what, I'm going to set you a challenge first. Okay. Your one is 60 seconds to tell us why Steven Gerrard could be the next top manager. Are you ready? Yeah. Up for the challenge? Come on now. Three, two, one, go. All right. Is it, come on, you need to, it's not working. Oh, here we go. <laughs> why I think Stevie G um, could be the next top manager, just because I think he's done his education at Liverpool. Um, he, I think he did the under-18s and the under-19s. So he's got that little education, that experience, first and foremost, to work with young kids. But listen, he was a legend. He's played with all the top players. And I know that being playing with top players or being a top player doesn't mean you're going to be a top manager. But I think what he's learned from the game will be put, put him in good stead to be a manager. And then, listen, he's taken the Radiance job. And you've seen him. He's learned ever since. The first year, he knew what he needed. Second year... Again, and I think this is the second year, or is he third year, whatever it is, but he's six points clear now. And I just think he's got the temperament. Um, he's got that serious edge, but then he's also got that banter. Um, and I think that, um, I, look, I'm biased because Stevie G is my guy, um, but I just think that he's got, and he's done it the right way. I know that. Um, I know that people have said, oh, listen, just because he's good that he's been given a Minute. great job. Oh, I can talk, listen, the worst thing is I can talk all day about Stevie G yeah. just because yeah. I think he's he's that guy, but I do think he's going to be the next top manager. All right, LW, are you ready now yep. for your 60-second challenge? <laughs> yeah? All right, see this one, I like this one. It's giving me a little chuckle inside because I know you're a red <laughs> and this is about your greatest rivals and that. All right, so you got 60 seconds to tell me why Spurs are title contenders. Okay, I think there's more title contenders this season than there ever has been in recent memory. That's, let's get that in for a start. Well, I, did, um, yeah, yeah. I also think that the signings that they've made this summer have been good signings and have fitted in. And I think Jose has a plan in place. Pierre-Emil Hoiberg won't get all the headlines, but he's been brilliant. Gareth Bale isn't up to speed yet. As soon as he is, if he's the Gareth Bale that we all expect him to be in the Premier League, it's going to be terrifying. Add him to the mix with what Harry Kane and Human Son are already doing together, again linking up at the weekend scoring another brilliant goal between them. I think they are second in the league in terms of their productivity, only to Lampard and Drogba. I think that they are just incredible and anybody, everybody can appreciate what they're like. I also think it's the most open Premier League that we've seen for a really long time. Defences aren't as great at the moment. That's probably their weakness. There isn't really a, a, a really commanding defence in the Premier League at the moment. The amount of goals that they can score potentially is huge. So I genuinely think Spurs could be title contenders whether or not they'll do it I still think minute. they might not 
I was about to say, I was like, right, you really giving the smudge. Are you an <laughs> Arsenal supporter? <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to sell it. The, the thing is, it's like a challenge, isn't it? So did I pass? No, no, no. Listen, for me, you passed, didn't it? And you, you touched on the whole um, Son and Kane sort of thing. Mm. Even like, and we talked about it off air. Like, you can see their relationship, their partnership. Oh, when Isn't they it? scored and Son turned around and he said, Kane, was it you? <laughs> Kane was like, yeah, yeah, it was me, man. And like, then you're in, come in. coming for the love, <laughs> coming for the love. And it's just, for me, it was it was beautiful. Them two at the moment, you put some Titanic music over that. Hey, it's gold, it's right. gold, it's gold. The best bit of the whole thing was when Kane was like, yeah, yeah, it was me. And then, and then Son was like, oh. And he just threw his head back. <laughs> like, just this emotional, like, come oh, here, come here, my shit. I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love them two together, actually. I really do, even though they're Spurs. Okay, right. We're going to do another one? Yeah. I'm going to stick 60 seconds on the clock now. This one's hard. What we're being asked to do here is predict our top six at the end of the season. Difficult. It's going to be hard to do. Oh. So. With that in mind, you can go first. Oh, thanks, LW. Three, two, one, go. Um, all right. Listen, I'm going to back my team, Liverpool. I think Liverpool will win it, even though we're struggling with um, injuries a lot. I do think our front, our forward line, um, and I think Jota is, is fitting in very well, um, and Shakiri as well. So I think our forward line will kind of get us over the edge. I think City will come second. I just think Pep knows what he does. I know they're off it at the minute, but they, they just can win games. So I think they'll finish second. I say Spurs will finish third. I think... Spurs are going to push Liverpool and City all the way. I, I feel like you said if Gareth, we get the Gareth Bell, Song, Kane, it's mad. But I do think their defence will let them down. I think Chelsea is going to finish fourth. I think they're going to finish fourth again. I think even though, and I think this is a common theme with all the teams, I think defensively is most teams weakest at the moment. I think that'll be Chelsea. But I think going forward, they're immense. So I think they're going to finish fourth. I think Arsenal is going to finish fifth. I think Arteta's creating that a, a strong ethos there but I just don't think they've got enough to break into the top four and I think United will finish six um, I, I just think United have got oh, I'm over a minute but I, I do think I think United so that's been my top Liverpool City Tottenham Chelsea Arsenal United okay <sighs> this is really difficult isn't it oh I know man I was struggling <sighs> hold on let me set your time like three two one, there you go. Manchester City will win the league. Yeah? They do have injuries. Um, Jesus and Aguero both out at the moment. But I think Ferran Torres has been quite a good signing for them. I also think goals come from all over the place. They're the best player in the league, in my opinion, and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, Laporte's coming back. I think they'll strengthen a little bit in defence. So I think they might just be able to do it this season. I really worry about Liverpool. I was worried anyway when Van Dijk was out at the same yeah, time yeah, as yeah. Alisson. Alisson's come back in, but with Van Dijk out for the season, and now with Fabinho dropping out as well for however long he's going to be out I just think it's a real concern at the moment and I get that the league is open and there's going to be goals scored all over the place I think that was an area though that they were so solid and it's kind of it sets the tone moving forward as well doesn't it so for me it'll be City Liverpool then I've gone for Manchester United third yeah but now what I'm basing this on I'm basing this on their running last season and their form after lockdown you know in that period of time when we started again because I think they can get that back Am I on a minute already? You're on a minute right, already. Fine. Then I'm going to go number four. I'm going Spurs. I've put Spurs ahead of Arsenal. I've literally put Chelsea in fifth and Arsenal in sixth. 
And the reason I put Arsenal down there is because I think they need a little bit more time. And you know what? I'm a patient Arsenal fan and I'm a big Mikel Arteta fan. So I'm going to allow them to have that so time. So you put Tottenham fourth and Arsenal sixth. Let's just put that on. Let's, so let's so we know for all the Arsenal contingents out there. So we know what LW did, right? She goes on like, say she's not a blind supporter. But mm-hmm. So let's just say you put Tottenham fourth. Arsenal sixth. Do you want me to give you a really good reason why? I can give you a really good reason why. Our goal scorer, Aubameyang, has not been good since he re-signed the contract, right? He's not... He's not, he's not been scoring goals. Okay. And listen, I love him as much as the next person, but already, look at how many goals Spurs are scoring. Uh, I, I, no, no, listen, for me, I just wanted to put it out there on record <laughs> that you put Tottenham fourth and Arsenal sixth. That's all I wanted. That, you know what I'm saying? Don't that, A minute's me. gone. I'm just saying, that's what it is. So your six is City, Liverpool, United, Tottenham, Chelsea, then Arsenal. Yeah. My, cool. Look, if you, if you notice, what I've actually done there is I've taken the pressure off of Arsenal. So I've not said we're going to finish top four or anything. That's what I've you said, did, yeah. I've, I've said sixth. That's what any, you did, yeah. And anything else would be a bonus. Yeah, that's what you did there. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, we did Bio's Bucket, yeah? So now we flipped it and now we got Woodsy's box of chocolates because you know Woodsy likes her chocolate. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So you get me? Right, we're going to pick out a question at random from my box of chocolates that's just next to me in front of me here. So basically, some are for you, some are for me. I'll go first. Mm. All right, be nice. So this question is for Laura. What do you do when you're not working? (laughs) I would urge you to mind your own business. (laughs) Oh, it's like that. Hey, inquiring minds want to know, LW, what do you do when you're not working? All right, I've just got a puppy. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've just got a puppy. Her name's Lulu. She's a a little French bulldog. And I'm telling you now, she does not know the difference between inside and outside yet. Oh, so she's doo-dooing all over the place. Oh, she saves it. Oh. She'll, she'll pop outside and she'll be like, I'll just do a little wee here and then I'll save the... I'm not going to lie, I can't, I, I can't take that. Yeah, I'll save the rest of you. You've got kids, so you know what they're like. Yeah, they all poo-poo on the floor. <laughs> well, I'll kick them out. <laughs> I'll tell you that now, I love them. They poo-poo all wee on the floor, I'm kicking them out. I'm putting that on record, you know what I'm saying? My like, word is, is it true that Lulu looks like Danny Eanes? <laughs> uh, uh, listen, inquiring minds want to know. I'm just putting it out there. Is it true? We need to have a picture because word on the street, I hear you put a picture up of Lulu and then they kind of put a cross picture say look like Danny Eanes. Is it true? <laughs> yeah, is it true? Hey, look, that's completely open to interpretation. I didn't say that, Danny. Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, listen, we're going to... Uh, I ain't going to lie. Like, I, I definitely want to see this. You know what I'm saying? Because... <laughs> I want to see if Lulu and Danny Eanes wants to say, I'm, I'm, we're going to put it out there. I'm telling you, we're going to put it out there. I'm going to go for the next question then. Who is the most intimidating person you have interviewed? Oh, Jose at Manchester United. Ah. Yeah, just before they let him go. Yeah, yeah. I had the the to, Laura curse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, say not. Nor would you. I had to go up there. It was just before they game against Chelsea when Conte was at Chelsea. And um, I was so scared. It was the first time I'd ever interviewed him. And it, and it was the first big manager I'd ever interviewed okay. and he was absolutely fine but the beginning part between me asking the question and him answering felt like a lifetime of silence no it wouldn't have been that long but yeah, it was yeah. it oh so this me. wasn't the one where he said he wanted to know your opinion no oh no. So, well, so this was just the first time so this was more 
because it was your first time yeah. to yeah, uh, and it was in Zimbabwe. And he and he wasn't awful at all. He, he was absolutely fine. Um, but it, but I felt the whole I was intimidated by the whole situation. It was more it was more in my head. An actual intimidating manager. Do you know what the best, the best thing is? Um, Carlo Ancelotti is amazing, right? But he will look at you and and it, he's just got this way, right? The one the one eyebrow. Oh yeah, the the, the rock, the rock look. And it's exactly yeah, yeah, and, and, it, and he's almost like I can yeah. I can't really get one eyebrow up. But yeah, like, you look you look mad when you try it. Is that that working? No, your eye looks mad. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's not really working, is it? Lucky nobody can see it because her eye looks mad. I don't know what she's trying to do. She looks constipated and angry at the same time. Say nothing. But I'm also trying to do an impression. I mean, as well as that. So does he look constipated and angry at the same time? Yeah. Basically, he will look at you and and he will also answer all of your questions in one. So you know, you in your head, you're like, right, I've got three really good questions, and then he'll start. You'll ask him the first one, and he'll answer. And then he'll answer the second that's already in your head. And then he'll answer the third because this guy is so experienced beyond my wildest dreams. He knows the game inside out and he knows every question you've possibly got to ask him. So then you're kind of like, okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Damn my day, you know. But I love him at the same time. I think he's I think he's cool. You know what I'm saying? Even though he manages that... You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the enemy in your yeah, mind. The yeah, the enemy in them. The, the, like, the very but, successful enemy at the moment. Yeah, they lost yeah. the other day. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there because they were giving my stick and that, that they were uh, unbeaten. And my they, dog's they team beat them. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They, they showed them and Danny Deans was on job. Yeah, me, Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do the next one. All right. Here we go. Question for Bio. Who's the laziest teammate you've ever played with? Ooh, oh, laziest. Oh, raw. Um, who is the laziest? <laughs> I, do you know what? I would I could take the easiest and say myself, but I wouldn't say I'm lazy. Um, I I know what I'm I know what I'm good at, and I'm I, I stick to that. But who's the laziest? That's a hard one. I'm gonna go for I'll say Leon Knight just because. <gasps> Um, I, I should have put that out there because he's going to attack me on Twitter and he, he he doesn't doesn't bite his word. It's probably not ninety. To be fair, that's a hard one. I actually can't really recall like the laziest, but I bet you I'll remember it. And I remember it, I'll tweet it back in. I'll tweet Super Six. You know what I'm saying? You go for it. Oh, I'll get this. Your hands are too big for the. Ball. I know, man. I'm a big dude, man. Oh, this one's for me. Rich ground has the worst changing rooms. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's easy. Accrington and Stanley. Does uh, it? Yeah, Aki's ground. It was it's port cabins. Um, but I actually like it. It was the place that I scored my first and only ever hat trick. So I remember signing the ball there. But it's the worst. It is the worst. It is hands down the worst. You know when Lincoln hosted Liverpool in the Carabao Cup this season, yeah. last month or a month before, and they were in port cabins. Yeah. So you get like all these stars coming out and it was stars like Virgin van Dijk played came off the coach straight into the port cabin to get changed I died I thought it was the best I got thing. told Liverpool changed at the cha- um, at the hotel so when they <laughs> they half of them changed at the hotel but I, I because that's where I played the majority I, it makes me smile because I'm like yeah you know what Yeah. not to say this is real football but this is football you ain't used to sort of thing so um, yeah man Aki Aki hands down mm, okay so this one is question for Laura. What is your most embarrassing TV moment? I have one every week. Uh, you do. I I'm do. not going to lie. I literally have one every week. I always love working with Paul Merson because between us, we will butcher somebody's <laughs> name 100%. Also, there's like, there's parts where you, 
Don't Know Your Lives, the first live I ever did, my ears went down. So like my my hearing, my earpiece in my ear went down so I couldn't hear anything. And they'd basically said, you are live. And when they came to me live, it was for Game Changers, this Sky Sports kids show. Yeah. I was like, I can't hear anything. And I was like, live. <laughs> Just looking at the camera and all my family obviously waiting like, it's Laura's first live moment and the first thing. It's me going, I can't hear anything. And then someone's like, go. Like, yeah. like the floor manager's like, go. Um, you get caught in the sprinklers quite a lot. Sometimes I remember, oh, this was awful. This was like the worst. I remember it was like my first season doing Super Sunday. And um, I remember I was doing the team news. And team news is actually quite scary. Not because like, not because of, you You have to get all the information right. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. Like say, for example a team makes 10 changes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my God, they go through and then there might be a few injuries, might be people that are promoted from the bench or dropped to the bench. And these are all things you have to iron out, right? So, and you want to throw some stats and facts in there, but also you don't want to give too much information. So it's like a real like, oh, it's a real kind of balance that you have to strike. But for me, the scary part was because it was on Super Sunday and it was my first season. So I was like quite scared of making a mistake. And your brain does funny things to you, doesn't it? <laughs> Especially when you're worried about making mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You usually make those mistakes. Yeah. So I remember I got through the team news and I finished it and I was like, I felt quite good about that. I didn't mess anything up. I was clear with my with my speaking. I didn't trip over anything. Anyway, sat down, I was about to start the game and I never really check Twitter, especially don't check it anymore in the middle of a show or anything like that. But for some reason that day I went on Twitter and I had this barrage of people going, oh, John Joe Shelby, eh? It was not a Newcastle game. And I was like, what's, what's John Joe Shelby got to do with anything? And um, basically I'd been doing the team news and I said, John Joe Kenny's on the bench. But what it came out as was John Joe Shelby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came out of absolutely nowhere, literally. I think it was just after the Euros and, and we'd all been talking about why John Joe Shelby should be should included. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, and my dad's a Geordie as well. So I don't even know why he was on the brain. I just went, John Joe Shelby's on the bench. And everyone was like, what's he doing? And you didn't clock until Twitter, so it wasn't even like you could change it. I didn't even know. I was like, brilliant, said it with conviction. Well, to be fair, I ain't gonna lie, you already know me. I mess up names all the time. I and I'd be like, <laughs> boy, I got that wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you ever fallen? What, as in like falling like, over? Yeah, or slipped and that one. Slipped. I think that's more, more than getting names wrong, maybe because I'm not a pundit and that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's the one where you're like, oh, oh gosh. And they go on. I had I had to do a shot once um, when I was working on Game Changers and it was live where we had an ice rink and it was it was like, why are we doing this? And we were all in these like ice skates trying to like skate around and I didn't fall over, but only because I was basically skating like a 90-year-old. You know, I was, I was, I was like clenched, <laughs> bent knees, low centre of gravity, arms out like this. Like, <laughs> it was hey, not that, me, man, You're pretty goggle. I've watched you on, what? what's that? That's a good ice. Nah, nah. What's that show that James Corden does in that? Oh, what a League of the Road. Yeah, man. I see. I see you diving header in that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're saying, man. You're, you're, you're gully. You're gung. You're, you're gung ho. I yeah. like that. Robin Van Persie. But this is. <laughs> <laughs> the most maddest moment. Robin Van Persie, before we did that challenge, he was on my team and I was like, so, Robin, um, can you give us any tips for like diving he header? And he was like, um, yes, I can. And Robin Van Persie genuinely gave me tips on how to head a football, right? Genuinely. And I took notes. And, and I remember, like, I was like, keep them all in your head. He was like, don't take your eye off the ball. I can't remember. The what ball they... were massive. How can you I take know. your eye off it? No, it was like giant, wasn't it? But he was standing there, like giving me genuine tips on how to head this ball. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, going to do it. 
I must have like dived off that thing with such force. I was I was like a salmon, like headed the ball, went in. I was like, this is amazing. And it was like in slow motion. I was like, I've nailed this on TV. And then as I landed, I was like, what did he say about landing? And then just smack. Oh gosh, I was busting. I was like, no man, she really, she really went for it. <laughs> we gonna do one more? Yeah. All right. Question for Bio. What is your favourite song to listen to before a match? Mm. Uh, it just depends. My mood depends. I can listen to Disney. I do love um, Aladdin, A Whole New World. What? Yeah. I, do you know the craziest thing is I keep telling people this, that my taste is very, very... Um, eclectic. Eclectic, that's the word. It's very eclectic. Like, Disney movies just put me in a, a sombre... It just puts me in a sombre mood. And sombre. I just go in... Yeah, it just puts me in a sombre mood, so... I could listen to Aladdin, A Whole New World or Mulan soundtrack. Or then I can go real foggy and listen to DMX um, or Drake. So it's mad. You can... My playlist is literally just whatever the mood takes me. Like, I think nostalgia plays such a powerful a powerful role in my life sort of thing. So I can listen to a track like Aladdin and it takes me to, uh, you know, I can remember what I was doing there. And it just puts me in a... Rather than it actually being... The, the, the heavy hitting track for me it's just how the, the the music makes me feel I'd love you to do a playlist one day like your pre-match playlist uh, so we can I, I'm telling it. you I, I've said this I put this out there I was like how many people in the gym listen to slow jams mm. so you can see me pushing mad weights and my arms and I'm thinking right this guy's probably listening to some real and it's like a whole new I'm just putting my yeah it's 12 that's how don't I am it's mad <laughs> oh, good times great memories So now it's time to take a look at the Super 6 fixtures for round 10. So round 9 was a midweek set of matches. So it took place on Tuesday night, mixture of championship and Champions League games. So you don't forget you can download the Super 6 app, create an account and play for free by predicting the scores of six chosen matches to be in with a chance to win £250,000 this week. And remember, it's free. We also have our Super 6 League, so you can join using the code SUPER6 and there is a £1,000 prize for the winner of that league. Also, a reminder, you can invite your mates to join as well. They can join Super 6 and if any of your invited friends go on to win the jackpot, you will win £25,000. So lots of incentive. It's a lot of money there, man. It is. Jeez. Prediction time. Bio, you're going to say what school you think it is and then I'm going to say the correct one afterwards. Are you ready? Please, man, I've got this. This is me. This is my week. I'm putting it down. Let's go, LW. OK, predictions for Bournemouth v Derby. 2-1 Bournemouth. <sighs> what are you saying? 2-0 Bournemouth. OK. Barnsley-Watford. All right, I'm going to say, just played Watford, I'm going to say 2-0 Watford. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say 2-0 Watford as well, especially with Ben Foster, clean sheet for sure. Yeah. Borough-Forest. Ooh. I'm going to say Chris Hewitt, in effect, is, he hasn't lost since he's taken in. I know one, he won one, drew one, so I'm going to say... 1-0 Forest. Warnock Hewton. I'm going to say 2-1 Forest. Okay. Swansea v Blackburn. Played both of these teams. Mm. Blackburn score goals, just Scott, Harvey Elliott. Swansea score goals at the Liberty Stadium. I'm going to say 2-2. I'm going to say 3-2 Blackburn. I think the same as you. Score a lot of goals. Harvey Elliott, I think, will be a big, big impression on them as well. Preston v Birmingham. I'm going to say it's at Preston, I think. Ah, I'm going to say 2-0 Preston. Are you? I'm going to yeah. say 
1-0 Birmingham. Yeah? Just for, yeah. You know, yeah, no, to be fair, I get that. I get that, I get that. So the game that we're going to focus on is Burnley v Chelsea. Now this one's quite difficult to call because what I want to say is that Chelsea are brought in goal scorers and they will score goals. But also Burnley last season, their clean sheets, the keeper nearly got a golden glove. So I kind of want to be a bit respectful to both teams here. I think it might be 2-1 to Chelsea. You know what? I, I get what you're saying and I think the same. I think Burnley did well against Spurs and I think they all take confidence from that. And I think their strikers, Wood and Barnes, are going to cause them trouble. So I'm going to say a nice conservative 1-1 draw. That is it for another week. Thank you so much for listening, sending you questions as well. If you want to send in more for next week, you can do using the hashtag Super6Podcast and you can follow us on Twitter as well, Super6. Don't forget to like and subscribe to make sure you get the podcast, which will download automatically each week. That is it. See you next time. Bye. Take care. Peace and love.